War Eagle, this is War Bloggle with Bloggle Spot number 211. It is August 9th, 2018. It's 2.34 in the p.m. and it's 91 degrees outside. My name is War Bloggle. You may not remember that because the last time I recorded one of these was, I want to say, the week before the Iron Bowl. As I've said, as I said in the last three or four that I did, um, it's become increasingly tough to record these because I basically started recording these things on the way home from work. And for the past year and a half, I've worked from home, so I don't have a ride home anymore to yell at the steering wheel. I'm usually at home with a kid close by playing Fortnite or something like that. Um, but Right now, I'm waiting to pick up Baby Bloggle from school, and so I'm in the uh, pickup line, just sitting here. Like I said, it's 91 degrees outside. It's, it's sweltering, but that means one thing. Fall practice, football is here. I was thinking yesterday about how, it might have been this morning actually, about how, you know, 30 years ago, there was one newspaper, two newspapers, Birmingham News, Oblike Auburn News, Montgomery, whatever, all the <clears throat> bigger cities in Oblike Auburn that would get a few random quotes and a few random notes from practice and, and your your football um your football what news, whatever, was like, Hey, I heard there's a good running back. He there's this new kid, he's he's doing pretty good at practice. And that was about it. And then about 10 years ago, when everything blew up with Twitter and everything, you knew every single minute detail about practice and who was good and who was whatever. And then now, you know, they limit viewings in practice and and all of that. And it honestly almost, there's so many websites and so many newspapers and so many Twitter accounts and whatever. It's all, it's kind of mundane. It's like you don't get a lot of information and the information you do get is a huge stretch like you'll see a 10 paragraph article about um, somebody who was one minute late to practice or or something like that. So I found recently, and I, I thought it might just be me because I last fall I started a, a travel baseball team and I was really into that and I'm still doing that this fall. And so a lot of my thought goes to that right now. Obviously, I'm still ready for football and everything, but a lot of my time goes to thinking about that rather than reading every every detail that you can get now out of practice. So it's just kind of been, I mean, practice only started this week. It's kind of just been, it's like, I don't know, five years ago, maybe we're like, oh, cool, we get to know who stretched that day. But right now, maybe I've gotten old or maybe it's gotten old, but it, it's just, I don't care. I mean, They've only been practicing a week, and I'm already like, okay, whatever. Let's just get to games. Um, I mean, they're, the only thing we that I can even think to talk about right now is the hype of the season and Auburn's um, narrative, I guess you could say. And now that I say narrative, I can think of something to talk about Alabama for a quick minute. But Auburn's narrative this year is they're going to be really good on offense. They've got all their wide receivers back. Will Hastings is hurt. And um, other one's name. Can't remember. But 
everybody's back except for carry on in terms of skill players and all that. Obviously replacing almost the entire offensive line, um, or at least move, shuffling them around. They're all kind of playing in new places, uh, new center, all that. That's going to be tough. I think that will be tough. But Jared Stidham, second year, not having to learn the plays anymore, knows when to throw the ball away, all that stuff points to good things. And Auburn's got three very young, not very young, uh, three very athletic and supposedly awesome running backs, um, at least three. And so all things point to good season. Defense must be in the best best in the SEC, but how many first-team selections do they get in the by the media days? Zero. Makes no sense. But whatever. Everything's supposed to be great. Great, 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 great. So, however, they're ranked around 10. They're going to average about being ranked preseason around 10. I would think 9 or so, but 10 is what they're going with. And while everybody's sitting there saying Auburn is going to have the best defense in the SEC, they might have the best they have the best quarterback in the SEC. Coach Pat Dye, many other coaches, that they say that's all you need. The best quarterback and the best defense is going to win. So why aren't they picking Auburn to win? Well, the reason is they have to go to Georgia and to Alabama. And I've said this for years, and preseason polls don't matter, and I'm not going to get into that, but the reason they aren't picking Auburn to win and the reason they aren't picking Auburn higher, best quarterback in the SEC, best defense in the SEC, that's not a 10th-ranked team. But they've already chalked those two games late in the season at Georgia and Alabama up to losses. So they're thinking Auburn's going to at least have two, two losses at the end of the season. But that's not what the preseason poll is. Yes, they act like uh, they're guessing the national champion, but they know they're not. They know at least one of those top 10 teams is not going to be in the top 25 at the end of the season. It always happens. But And that's been my gripe with preseason polls. They're not ranking the teams by how good they are. They're ranking the teams by what they think their record will be at the end of the season. But that's not really what a ranking is. Yes, by the end of the season, that's all you kind of have to go on is what was their record. But everybody's record right now is 0-0, and you're supposed to be ranking who is going to be the best team. Now, if they think Georgia and Alabama are going to beat Auburn and and not lose any other games, sure, those two teams should be ahead of them, and that's fine. But do they think – I don't know. I'm just – I know Washington's ranked sixth. We'll figure that out pretty soon, pretty quick, easy in in the beginning of the the season. But I don't know. Maybe I'm not saying it right, but I, that that's just my gripe with people's thought processes. Like, do you think they are good or do you think they aren't? Don't think, don't say, yes, they're awesome, but they're going to lose two games at the end of the year, so I can't put them in the top ten or I can't pick them to win the national championship. I guess that one makes a little more sense. But it's almost like these people have not realized that Auburn has done that Ever since, I want to say they've gone to both places since 2012, maybe, or 11. It hasn't been that long because uh, they didn't do it in 2010. It's still the dumbest thing in sports that, or in college football that they have to, that Auburn has to do this. Nobody does that. Nobody even comes close to doing what Auburn has to do at the end of the season in even years. It's, it's a joke. It's an absolute joke that Auburn does that. Yet, if Auburn loses to those two games, Gus Malzahn on the hot seat, worst team in the SEC. 
and that's usually coming from Auburn fans. Auburn does not, excuse me, Alabama and Georgia don't do that. They Georgia plays the weak East. Alabama plays Mississippi State and then Auburn. And Mississippi State's for some reason getting a lot of love this year. Don't know why. Y'all remember Auburn beating 42 to 14 last year? I, I do. Um, but it, nobody in college football plays their rivals in two of the last weeks, two of the last three weeks of the season, both on the road. Like the when you're the most beat up, when you are playing for for a spots in the championship, when you it's all on the line, you've got to go to two your two rivals. And I don't even care if they're good. I mean it, it's just it's a rivalry game and you've got to go to both of them. It makes absolutely no sense. So because Auburn has to do that, they're getting less preseason hype. I don't care about the preseason hype. I just care about stupidity. Everybody's like, who cares? Let's just win and shut them up. I don't want to wait till November to shut them up. I want my team to have respect now because they deserve it. They do. So, anyway. Um, so, it's kind of a double standard of, or I don't know if double standard is the way to say it, but it's like, yes, we know they're good, but they can't win these two games, so we're just going to write them off now. We They can't win the two games three months from now because we know Georgia's always they're always a power you know they've been known to stick to have a lot of good recruits and and be in the championship game every year speaking of double standards or possible double double standards this past week uh Jalen Hurts I don't even know his name Jalen Hurts got in front of some cameras and basically said nobody's talked to me nobody will tell me what's going on um and everybody was kind of like, ooh, what's not, okay, there's a problem. More like, what's Saban going to do to him? What's Nick Saban going to do to him? He just spoke out against the king. If Jarrett Stidham, okay, let's say, I don't know, let's just say Sean White was still here. If Sean White was still at Auburn, it'd be him and Jarrett Stidham fighting out, fighting for the tops. Maybe last year it would have been. Fighting for the uh, starting job. Let's say Sean White came out and said, nobody's talked to me. Nobody said anything to me. I, everybody just kind of acted like everything was good, but there's a big elephant in the room. How quick do you think Gus Malzahn can't run his team? Gus Malzahn has a divided locker room. Gus Malzahn should be fired. He can't run. He can't control his, his players' mouths. He can't keep his locker room happy. How quick do you think those articles would have come out? I mean, it would have been the stoop. It would have been dumb from the Nationals' perspective. But then you would have all the Auburn fans that hate everything about Auburn calling for Gus's head. Just, oh, you lose against Central Florida and you lose to uh, Georgia in the SEC championship game. Mind you, you got the SEC championship game. Lose to Georgia and now you can't even keep the quarterbacks happy. You got... You got your backup thinking he's supposed to be a starter. I mean, how quick would that have happened? I mean, before they would have they would have sensed it. If Sean White would have said, "Well," they would have gone, "Oh, Gus Malzahn on the hot seat. Get him out of here." But not one bit of that to Saban. Not one bit. And 
here's your answer because he won the national championship game in the four-team tournament he was placed in after winning absolutely nothing in the season. But I don't care. You don't get to say, oh, he won the national championship game so he can have a divided locker room. It's okay for his his quarterback to basically say, I want out and nobody's talked to me. He won the national championship game last year. He's good. Can't talk, take, can't say a word about him. He wins. So it's all right. I mean, it, it's absolutely ridiculous how it used to be Alabama, the Alabama media, state of Alabama media. I mean, anything he said, they would just lap up. They, I mean, everything was funny. Anytime he got mad and started cussing at people, it was just, oh, it's so funny. Look at this. Oh, he's so intense. Look at him. Man. Now, any sort of sign of weakness, they just ignore. I mean, that is a sign of weakness for his team. They have two quarterbacks, one who played pretty much a half of football, and now he should win the Heisman Trophy, and then one who... he. I mean, he's lost two games, I guess, as a starter. And I think everybody agrees, even Stephen A. Smith, he's not a great quarterback. He did not look good in the Iron Bowl. So you've got Mr. Heisman and this guy, and they apparently, you know, the starter's not happy. But it's all good. It's all good. Replacing half the defense, it's all good. I mean, the entire team could quit, and they would say, Alabama, due to departure of entire team, will have to field a seventh-grade squad in the SEC this year. And people would write that they would actually be better this year than they were last year. I guarantee it. Every single time there's a weakness, a loss, a departure, anything, it's, this actually benefits Alabama. I don't know. Anyway, I didn't want to talk about Alabama. I want to talk about the double standard of if it happened at Auburn, it would be, I mean, the Alabama, state of Alabama media would still be talking about it today. How are you going to keep him happy? What does it mean? But no, it's just, hey, Jalen just basically said more than any player in the history of Saban's coaching career about how he's just felt disrespected. Now, honestly, I think Jalen's wrong. If you don't want to feel disrespected, you want to be a starter, play better. That That's what I think. I mean, he's kind of acting like this was my spot and nobody's talked to me about it not being my spot anymore. Well, then play better. But, you know, it's it's, it's going to be a positive for Alabama. That is, that is two quarterbacks. His starter who has sort of a national championship is not happy. But whatever. Uh, I don't know. This is at 15 minutes. I'm still waiting on baby blog. He's actually about to get out of school, so I might need to wrap this up. Uh, in other news, Auburn basketball is going to be good. Baseball is going to be good. I don't know of anything else to talk about. I'll try to do this every day because I'm going to have to pick up the boy every day. He's in fourth grade. Can y'all believe that? We killed Alabama's in fourth grade. All right, so I think that's it for today. Bloggle spot number 211, done, War Eagle.